get this so many times with divorce being so normal now in the world, at least in my world in the U.S., if you're a kid or maybe you grew up this way or maybe you're the parent of a kid, how do you choose whether you're going to live with mom or dad? So obviously you have to be a certain age if you're, if you're a kid, but, but if, if the parent's trying to decide, how do you choose who goes with who? You know, most of you would say you go, everyone goes with the mother, right? But how does that affect the kid in the long term? And then if you're the kid and you're old enough to pick, depending on the state you're in, do you get resentment? Say you pick the mother, do you, do you get resentment from the father? And then the father's family. And if you pick the father, it's the same way with the mother. And then how do you handle holidays together? And do you, what happens if, if you're invited to a Christmas party and your mother is not? You're invited to your father's Christmas party and your mother's not invited or vice versa. And what do you do? And how do you try to mend that? And how does that affect the, your life and how you raise your own family when you have one? It's such a, such a terrible thought, but it's such a common issue with people. So we're going to dive into that. I got my good buddy, Bernie, with me. So we're going to answer a lot of questions, including that one, kind of really get in depth. And I always look at these questions from you guys. It's like we're, we're sitting around a campfire together. And hey, you say, hey, man, I got, I, got, I got this thought. I wanted to run by you, but you know what? I had to pick my mother when my parents got a divorce and my dad hates me for it. What do I do? It's like we're just sitting around a campfire and, and, and I would answer, you know, like, uh, like you're my buddy. If you have a question, any question for me, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Could be about anything. Could be music related, tour related, life related, relationship related, career related, whatever it might be. Well, we'll dig into it. I have to say before we start this podcast too that it's an exciting day for me. If you're watching this as this as this podcast is releasing today, then tonight my music video for Hate You Like I Love You releases at 6 p.m. Central. It's going to be on my YouTube channel, the Granger Smith YouTube channel, and I'm so excited. This is my first – I've done so many music videos, but this is my first one that we did an all-night shoot. It's my first one where we did extensive – uh, CGI, like digital editing, um, special effects. And, uh, it's a, it's a very twisted storyline. It's, it's about a car wreck. And so I cannot wait for you guys to see what this looks like. So let me know. That's, that's important. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, if you want to shoot me a text personally, or if you want me to send you a video message, could be to you or could be as a gift to anyone else. Could be to a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or a shout out or a birthday to your kid. Go to cameo.com. Cameo.com is, I've been doing this for a couple years now, and it's a really good program. It's a simple app you could download, cameo.com, or get the Cameo app and find me on there, and I could do anything you want. So um, let's dig into this podcast. I love it when Bernie's here. Bernie is, um, I've been friends with him for 21 years. He's so full of knowledge and good advice that I just keep having him come back and come back to help me uh, discuss these campfire type questions with you guys. And I think you guys are really going to like this one and, and the subject matter is interesting. So wherever you're listening, whether you're, you're on the road trucker or you're, you're driving to work or you're, you're going to school or you're, you're staying at home, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, Welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast. This is episode 74. Yee yee. Crazy cold ones high 
Bernie back on the podcast. Back How many again. is this for you now? This is uh, five, four or five? Yeah. Well, Something like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is five. Okay. Yeah. Four or five. Okay. Sweet. Which, thank you guys for not just, uh, you know, commenting that Granger needs to get rid of me. So I'm, <laughs> I'm pumped to be back. Well, you obviously come back to the podcast because... I come you back to hang out with you, well, dude. That's that it. <laughs> is that. But you also feel something with this podcast, right? Oh, like, absolutely, it's, man. It's giving something to your life. You have to admit it, right? Absolutely. Because it does for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the amount of um, pain and uh, joy and experience and everything that we've been through, like uh, sometimes just being able to like share the story – um, just kind of justifies it in our minds and makes it worth it. And yeah. you feel like you're kind of helping others. I mean, it's, that's music too, right? It's just yeah. your life in a story to inspire others. And uh, yeah, man, it's a privilege. And so I want everybody out there to know, like, I'm just a regular dude that <laughs> happened to meet Granger uh, 21 years ago. Is that what you said? Yeah. 21 years ago and have stayed, you know, pretty close over the years. And he uh, wanted to bring me on and I just feel really privileged. So um, it could be one of you guys. You never know. Meet him at a show, and in 21 years, he may be like, "Hey, come and do this thing." If they're still doing podcasts in 21 well, years, well, not only not only we're so close, um, but you're just you just give really good advice. I say this every time you're on. You give really good advice to me, and so it just occurred to me as I answer people's questions on this podcast that you'd give good advice to them. And if anything, we could just talk through it, sure. like we're sitting in you know around a campfire, which I think is great. Yeah, man. I, I love that idea. And you've said it many times on the podcast. This is kind of like you're just driving in your truck and talking to somebody, right? Yeah, exactly. And answer the question. So I was thinking on my way over here, like, okay, we're in the truck, right? Me and you were driving. And these guys, you know, these listeners out there, they have a, a bunch of questions, right? But the first thing that you do when you sit in a truck with somebody you haven't seen in a while, say, and this is my question for you, Granger okay, Smith podcast. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, dude, what have you been up to, man? What are you excited about right now? Man, well, um, let's see. What's today? Today's Monday. I hate you like a love you music video. Super excited about that because Amber, yet again, is in another music video of mine. And yet again, she's we're kind of playing a different role as a couple and she's playing a different character, and I'm playing a different character. So it's it's really fun. So many of our music videos were rarely just us. Like, we are sometimes. There's a few. But usually we're playing the characters of the song. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so people get to see it. And can then comment below if you have seen it. But it, it kind of... Um, this is a weird one. It's like... The song's called Hate You Like I Love You. And it's the story of this guy who's... He's just passionately in love with this girl that doesn't love him back and he wishes he could just hate her with the same passion that he loves her with. And that, that came from, I just always had this idea where people usually think what's the, like if you say, what's the opposite of love, they always go hate, but it's not Mm. the opposite of love is indifference. Like I could care less. Mm. That's the opposite of love. The close cousin of love is hate hate. Mm, because it takes that kind of energy the same energy to hate. It's like passionate. You have to be passionate to love and passionate to hate. Mm-hmm. It takes energy to do it. Yeah. So I thought, what if there's this poor guy who just wishes he could hate her with the same, same energy, energy you know? So Amber, That's awesome. Amber is this, uh, this character, this girl, and she's, she's not a ghost. She is, she's just haunting his, his mind. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that he sees her. Mm. You know, she's, you could think whatever you want when you see it, but I don't think she's dead when you see it. She's just haunting his mind and he gets in this wreck and he's like coming out. This guy's had a bad day. He's coming out of this truck. It's on its side. It's burning. And he's like, like trying to figure out what happened. Cause he swerved to miss it. And up ahead is the deer. So he's like, did I swerve to miss the deer? But in his mind, he swerved because she was literally sitting in the road, mm-hmm. and he just keeps seeing her, and he can't get, he can't stop thinking about her. So, hmm. um, so yeah, that's what's going on, and we're super excited about that. Very cool. 
also have, and I've said this on the Smiths, a project that we've been working on okay. for like a year. And we're going to announce that project this week. And I've been talking, That's to, exciting, you. I've been dude. talking to you about it. You know yes. what I'm talking about. Anytime you've been working on something for a year and you haven't told nobody about it, like it's pretty yeah. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and you know about it. Except I've been saying it's a big, big deal. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, so as for music videos, yep. people out there, comment below if you can find the Granger Smith videos that I have appeared in. Dude, I thought about that. You know? I thought about that, that the crazy? other day. I don't think anyone's going to get that. I don't think anybody's going to get it. If you get it, Granger will send you his truck. No, not his truck. <laughs> no, he'll send you a signed say. CD or something. Uh, it's gonna be. I mean, if you could actually. Because... And my and my son and my wife are in a separate one that I wasn't in, but they those two were in. So. Because you looked different. Yep. So get a good look right here. Okay. Yeah. Then go see what you can do. Look. And it's through. not new. You got to go through the archives a little bit. Yeah. You got to go back like 10 years. Yep. But dude, I thought about that and I just thought no one would get that. Yeah. We'll see. But it's a pretty prominent role you have. Yeah. At least one but of there's them. A, there's a couple of them, right? Yeah. I think there's a couple of them. Yeah. So maybe y'all can help us out and jog our memories a little bit. Yeah. We're getting old. So dude, what I wanted right. to say to you is, and we're talking right before we turned on the, the recorder here. Um, as I started reading Morning Brew, which yes. is uh, an email subscription news service that you sent me, or you told me about, that mm-hmm. you said you read, because it's like unbiased, pretty nonpartisan. It, it is a little bit, because I noticed when um, Rush Limbaugh died, mm-hmm. that it was pretty negative. The way that they negative. spoke of it. The yeah. whole thing about Rush Limbaugh was negative. Yeah. But um, but anyway, it's it is pretty nonpartisan, so I like to read it. But every day, every morning, and I'll I'll just say right before I even start talking about this, YouTube will probably catch this on an algorithm and just boom demonetize it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> every day when I read Morning Brew, COVID numbers are like plummeting. Yep. Uh, vaccines are getting more prevalent. There's new ones popping up. Johnson, like Johnson, Johnson. Johnson came yep. out with one. Um, worldwide, maybe except Canada. Canada seems to be a little slow. But worldwide, numbers are plummeting. Vaccine numbers are going up. Mm-hmm. So this is more a rhetorical question, not really to you, because I know, I know you well enough. But it's to everyone to just think about, how are you feeling about this? Like, are you, are you excited? Or, I know that a lot of people listening are like, dude, I'm about to bust down the door and get, <laughs> get to work. And I know, I know there's probably some people that are like, I don't know yet. Like, I'm still worried. Sure. I don't believe what I, I don't believe it yet. Yep. I'll believe it when what? When what? When the governor says everything's good. There's mm-hmm. rumors that Abbott's like on the verge of just opening Open up, up full, full speed. That's, that's in Texas for y'all. Um, so anyway, where, where is, where is the consensus of the listeners of this podcast with this, you know? Like I'm, I'm curious because for me it feels like just like outside, mm-hmm. it feels like springtime. Mm-hmm. Like it's about to start getting warm. Yep. Winter, winter is done. Yeah. Winter is cooked. Good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good riddance. COVID. Good riddance. Winter. Yeah. Um, the weather is changing, and so is the climate of the people. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, I, I think. Um, really dependent on where you are what you listen to what you watch yeah we're, totally. we're we can be products of our environment so typically uh you know in the cities there's just they're more dense they're they tend to be more liberal there's just more uh you know kind of concern still hmm for whatever reason, I'm not mm. saying either one's totally. good or bad, but outside the city, um, there's not so much. And I don't know if it's just like denser populations, like you don't have the room to kind of spread yep. out be outside. I don't know what that is, but um, the I, I don't know what the consensus is around the country. I'd love to you know hear what people have to say, um, but 
I think that we're, I think it's promising, don't you? Yeah, where, for where, sure. Where we're headed, I think there's a lot of really talented people that have worked really hard to like progress, you know, um, this uh, vaccine and like uh, the healthcare workers. Thank you guys so much for everything that you're doing. Frontline workers, uh, first responders, like I think everybody has kind of rallied. It's just been such a different dynamic of rallying in the nation as yeah. it was like 9-11. Yeah, right? totally. So there, there was almost like a, um, a definitive action against us that rallied us together. And this was kind of like something that happened that all of a sudden political lines were drawn. Yeah. And, and so I think once we get to the other side of that and these things start to kind of weed themselves out, maybe we'll learn a lot about our culture, a lot about ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that, uh, I, I really hope that people start to, um, open back up. You know, there's probably people listening that are thinking, nothing's changed for me. I didn't do anything. I didn't That's do right. any of it. Yep. Man, good for you. But but for me, everything changed for as far as my career. And it was, I can't remember the exact day. I think it was like March. I want to say March the 8th. But regardless, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary mm-hmm. of Ground Zero for everyone. Because there was a day, and I was flying to... I was flying to New York City to play a show on this day. And the band and crew, most of them were already in Columbus, Ohio. So Chris and I and my, two of my guitar players and one sound guy, we're all flying together from Austin and Dallas to Columbus, Ohio to meet everyone. And then we're going to drive overnight to New York. This was, like I said, like March 7th or 8th. And... That was the day that everyone remembers where it was like to the minute the country shut down. Mm-hmm. And we were we landed on a layover to Columbus, Ohio from Austin to Dallas as a layover. And when we landed and turned on our phones from airplane mode, it was blowing up. Like and and not just us, everyone on the plane was like like everyone was mumbling and talking and it was scary. And it was like, what's going on? And like this coronavirus thing is like coming. It's coming. What does that mean? And and our booking agent was like, "Hey guys, um, we're worried about the New York show. the The Pittsburgh show after that is still on, and the one after that and something is still on. But we're probably going to have a day off in New York because they're they're limiting capacity to like a hundred people. And we're like, that is so weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then within five minutes oh, of yeah. that, it was like Pittsburgh canceled. Uh, they what I think it was like Albany, New York, they canceled. It was like, man, the whole weekend's canceled. So we got off the plane at the layover and went to the desk and to the Southwest Airlines desk and said, can we go back to Austin? Our our work just got canceled. And and it was awesome. She was like, yeah, there's a there's a 940 a.m. flight right here. You're, I could put you on it. No, no questions asked, no money exchanged. We literally just got new boarding passes and got on and came home. And at that point, we still thought, this is the weirdest thing ever. Next week, we'll be back out. And then that day, it was like, guys, next week canceled. Man. So we're, we're, thinking, we're thinking it's going to take a couple weeks for this to clear up. And then mm-hmm. that turned into, that was in March. Then it was like, we're thinking April. April, yeah. And then that was the whole Easter thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, guys, I don't think we're touring until May 1st. And then that was June. And then it was like jump to September, fall. Then it was yeah. like December for sure. Yeah. So here we are a year later. And man, yeah. for those of you that think that your life, nothing happened. Like I said, good on you. But dude, my life drastically changed. Now, looking back, I was full of anxiety then. And I was full of like, what are we going to do? What? Mainly, my concern was, how's the band and crew going to get paychecks? Like, they have families. This is, they've been loyal to me for 10 years. Nothing could be ever predicted that this, this something like this yeah, happened. So, sure. that was my main worry, um, was how am I going to take care of these guys and what's going to happen? And, and they're relying on me for information and to know something. So, long story short, you guys have heard that story a million times, but long story short... 
here we are, fast forward one year. Cannot believe it's taken this long, but I feel like the weather's changing. Uh, the uh, the scope of everyone, the, the way everyone feels is starting to change. Even the hardcore maskers, the, the mm-hmm. always maskers, mm-hmm. are starting to feel like, hey, I might be able to take it off. I might be able to take the mask off and go to the grocery store. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Thank God. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Ugh. So, anyway, comment below. Maybe we'll kind of get some, feel the pulse of how everyone else is thinking, too, on this. Yeah. I think there's just an underlying you I mean honestly Grizz you have endured my friend in the last couple years like more than I I I just can't imagine. I really can't if you if you just circle back through the last 2 two and a half years like what has been stripped away from you and the way that you have responded to it and handled it. I don't even think all these listeners understand and I hope that they do and that they they don't just follow you and support you because of great music that you make, but because of the person that you are and the way that you inspire people by the way you respond to these things that might have crushed many other people that you have found a way to rally with your family, um, you know, direct family and, and work family and, uh, come through it on the other side. I feel like as a stronger, more inspiring person, you and Amber both, um, so, you know, for those, uh, I, I think there are some that weren't affected very much. Uh, others were affected. Everything, yeah. everything yeah. changed. Um, others lost family members because of this. Yeah. You know? Um, but I think everybody needs to recognize there has been a low lying level of trauma that has happened to the entire country. Yeah. Whether you think that, oh, my life just went, you know, I went to work. Um, I mean, I'm in the construction business. It boomed like yeah. nobody's business. Yeah. I still have to recognize there's a low level of trauma that we've been through in the last year because of this. And what does that mean? And kind of sit with it and, and dig through it. Relationships that have been taxed because of this. Relationships that have been disconnected because mm. we can't be... It's not the same, guys. I love Zoom and I hope we don't get sued by them. But oh. like, it is not the same as this right here. Man, like, I know. Face to face, this is what we were made for. Like, yeah. and there's no um, replicating that digitally. I'm sorry, and I think a lot of these companies that are going to remote work from wherever culture. Yeah. You know, um, Drucker said culture eats strategy for breakfast. Like the mm-hmm. culture of a business of an organization cannot thrive with people not being connected. Mm. Under, you know, like one one cause in one place at least sometimes. So I think that this mass exodus from, you know, companies being together to all working remote, I think it's going to backfire. And Dude, I, I, I hope so in a way. Culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yeah. I love that. Charlie man. Drucker. God, I love that. That's so true. Yeah, you know, the difference between last year, us thinking – Maybe maybe December we'll go back on tour. Maybe September. Last year, there was a a hint when we said that. There was a hint of, but it'll probably be this. It'll look like this. Like, they'll probably have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Or they'll probably still have to be in pods or some ridiculous thing. Yeah. The difference now, looking at touring coming up, when our first dates really start in June, if that happens. But... The difference is now we look at it and go, oh, yeah, full speed. Like, it'll be open. When we open, when concerts start, it's going to be full-blown elbow-to-elbow yeah. regular As concerts. As it should be. Yeah. And we know that now. Last year it was like – remember last year when it was like, you think this is just how it's always going to be? Yeah. People were saying that? Like, yeah. you think we'll just wear a mask? We'll just always wear a mask now and we'll always do Zoom? Yeah. People kept saying like the new normal, and I was like, "That's yeah. crap, y'all." Reject the this new is, normal. <laughs> this Reject is not it. a new normal. This is a Man. temporary s- solution to a worldwide problem. Yeah, this is not what we are made for, and we've been through. You know, humans have been through this before. Yeah, and we go back to the things that made us who we are, which is personal connection, yeah. being together, and so I have. You know, 
personal friends and family that have been on both sides of the spectrum as far as very conservative and, you know, very open. And I have ultimate respect for everybody to, to do what they feel like is best for them and take care of themselves. Um, but I think at a minimum, you have to like recognize, um, the low level of trauma that you're experiencing and what effect that has not just on yourself, but on other people too. Totally. I used to, I've done a lot of podcasts on reject the idea of new normal. Yeah. So, yeah. So moving forward, we'll just see. Yep. I'm hopeful. You want to answer a couple questions here? Yeah, let's go for um, it. If you have a question, guys, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. You can ask anything in the world. This first question, I'm going to start off light. It says, hey, Granger, I'm sassy from Utah, about 10 minutes from Salt Lake. Love Utah. Park City? It's uh, Harriman. Okay. Yeah, love Utah. It says, uh, I've been watching you from the beginning, including Smith's and Amber's Arise, and I've tried, still haven't been able to figure out all of your, your tattoos, what they say. Could you please show your tattoos and what they are and what they say and what their meanings are? And I'm invested in knowing, so please put my eye strained at rest. Thank you so much. Um, I think her name's Sassy. Yeah. I think she just wants you to take your shirt off. <laughs> well, and that one on your butt. You're going to have to show that oh, one the too. one on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> so you have some too. You have to do this too. Okay. That's All right. Fine. So. Um, I have... I know the people are very concerned about, like, what my tattoos mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to say it. Okay. So I got I have Dare Mighty Things on my left arm. That is a Teddy Roosevelt, out of out of a Teddy Roosevelt speech that most people call the speech Dare Mighty Things. Um, incredible speech. I've said it many times on this podcast, but I love that. And this happened when my tour manager, Chris, was getting a tattoo in Nashville, and he was getting one for his son. And I was like, I'll go with you. And so I got my favorite quote, Dare Mighty Things, which I love looking at it on my left hand. Um, and then I have on that left bicep, I have a, a feather and I have the, my three birth dates and Roman numerals of my kids, my three kids. So there's, that's too hard to pull up, but three, three birth dates. And then on my right, I have state of Texas under my arm, the outline. That came from uh, Spurgis, South Dakota, at the biker rally we were playing a few years ago. And at that biker rally, there's a million tattoo artists. It's like a big convention. They all go there. And it's like the best in the world. So it kind of felt like I should partake in that. Yeah. So me, Went in Rome. Yeah. yeah. So me and my uh, bass player both got matching Texas tattoos. And then on the other side, my most recent tattoo uh, says river on the outside of my arm. Um, I got that shortly after we lost him. So and I think that's it. Yeah. How about you? Um, I got one right here that just simply says the word seek. Um I got this when I was at, at a very kind of pivotal, I guess, part of my faith journey. And um, I just felt like God was kind of telling me this word which kept showing up over and over. And what it means to me is this is what the journey is about um, for me is to continually be seeking, mm -hmm. seeking truth. Um you know, seeking understanding. Um, and that's not just like in a faith journey, but that's how you walk into a conversation. Like, I'm not here to like tell mm. you, I'm here to like seek understanding and, and understand and learn about you. Um, but also the way that I try to communicate faith to other people is that, the, you know, the verse in Matthew, you know, like seeking you will find. Yeah. Um, is what it comes from, but it's not my real, it's not my job to tell you what you're going to find. Cause I don't know what God has for you to find, mm. but I believe that what you will find will be of him. And it's going to be, especially for you, because that's his promise. I feel like what my job is to really inspire people just to seek, Hey, just go seek, just continue. Don't, don't be apathetic. Don't give up. Just like continue to push in and seek. So that's that one. 
Um, this one says it's an adventure. So um, my mom, who passed away when I was 23, um, all growing up, she had this kind of like mantra that, you know, life is kind of either an, you can take everything in life as an obstacle or an adventure, um, or sorry, um, as an ordeal or an adventure. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we got lost and now it's this and this. And we would get lost all the time. This is before, you know, smartphones and GPS. Yeah, and yeah, and my yeah. mom was driving and we'd be like, mom, we've been driving for like an hour. Where are we going? She's like, it's an adventure. We'll, we'll get there. So everything for her was always like, you know, it's an adventure. Um, when she passed away, um, I left the hospital and, uh, and went back home. And oddly enough, I had a letter waiting in my mailbox from her. Wow. And I read the letter and she said, you know, she was so proud of me and just couldn't wait to see all the things that God had for me and Leslie. So I took that letter, which I still have and keep very close. Uh, I took that letter to a tattoo artist and I said, I want to copy this handwriting and I want it to say it's an adventure. So this says her quote wow. in her handwriting. It's pretty cool, huh? So awesome, man. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking as you're saying it that maybe another podcast will address the, the what does the Bible say about tattoos? Because people are probably thinking that too. Yeah. These guys talk sure. about Bible and the Bible. <laughs> well, we could talk about Leviticus where it says that. We could talk about um, yeah. the difference in the three types of laws, which is moral laws, civil laws, which relate to the current climate of the government, and the ceremonial laws, which related to um, God, sacrificing to God before before there was the ultimate sacrifice right. made. So we right. can talk about that. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back. So this podcast is free to anyone that wants to listen or to watch it. And uh, it's not free for me to make it, unfortunately. So I do have a couple sponsors for this podcast. I'm very, very blessed to have them. The first one is Raycon. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm always looking down at my screen and it seems like during this crazy mess in the world, even more than ever. So whether you're an avid news watcher or a music listener or a podcast listener of the Granger Smith Podcast, unplugging yourself is easier said than done. One of my favorite ways to rest my eyes and uh, get the content I'm itching for is by putting down my phone and putting on my Raycon wireless earbuds and listening to something awesome like this podcast. It, uh, it doesn't matter what you're listening to. A pair of Raycons in your ears can make all the difference, and they're they're they fit really comfortable. My ears are kind of weird shaped, I think, because it seems like earbuds always fall out of them. But Raycons just has this perfect fit for me. And they started sending them to me, or they sent me my first pair whenever I first mentioned them on the podcast. And I've kind of been hooked on them ever since. There's no dangling wires or stems to get in your way. Raycon comes in stylish colors, but uh, always with a comfortable in-ear fit with a more discreet look. They're built to perform anywhere, anytime, water, sweat-resistant, construction, and Bluetooth that pairs quickly and seamlessly. They're pretty awesome. And uh, with enough battery life for six hours of playtime, you could unplug for a long time. The best part is Raycon makes sound accessible to everyone with wireless earbuds starting at half the price of other premium auto audio brands. It's just, it's an awesome sound. Raycon is offering 15% off all the products, but for my listeners right here, Here's what you got to do. Go to buyraycon.com slash Granger. That's it. You'll get the first, you'll, excuse me, you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. So feel free to get, grab a pair and then get another one for a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Granger. Buyraycon.com slash Granger. Podcast is also brought to you by ShipStation. If you sell stuff online, you're definitely in the right business. It seems like more people are shopping online than ever. It's e-commerce is really cool right now. Uh, that means a lot of orders are coming in, and you'll need to get those orders out fast. That's why online sellers like you need ShipStation. No matter how much you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all your orders from all your sales channels faster, cheaper, and more efficiently. 
import orders from any sales channel. You could ship with any carrier, access discounted shipping rates, uh, automate just about any shipping task. And, and uh, that, that says a lot for me because I'm very not tech savvy. You'll spend a lot less time on shipping and a lot more time growing your business. It doesn't matter what you're selling. And whether it's on Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation funnels all of those orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone, which is really awesome. Uh, You'll even get access to amazing discounts with major carriers like UPS, FedEx, USPS, easily compare carriers, and choose the best solution every single time. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for big old huge massive companies without the contracts or commitments. It's no wonder ShipStation has more five-star reviews than any other shipping software. Ship more in less time. Use my offer code GRANGER to get 60-day free trial of this sucker. It's awesome. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in Granger. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code Granger. Make ship happen. Have you guys heard about me talk about athletic greens? And I've, I've done that several times on this podcast, and it's become one of my staples for morning. And every morning... I make a shake. Now, this is not what you have to do, but I make a shake, and I've been doing it for probably 10 years now, where I put like whey protein, a banana, an apple, um, and I throw, like to throw some greens in there. And this, it just gets me going after uh, some kind of workout or exercise or walk or run, whatever I've done that morning. It helps me going and doesn't drag me down, so then I get all the way to lunch, and I actually feel pretty good. I feel like I have some energy. I feel like I have focus. And I believe it has a lot to do with me having these shakes. Instead of a heavy breakfast, I have these shakes and then I put a lot of green stuff in it. Another problem, here's the problem that I've been dealing with for 10 years, is that you go through so much of this green stuff and you got it, sometimes you'll have it frozen in a freezer and you just want to put it in your shake. Well, Athletic Greens kind of solved all these problems for me. It's basically powdered greens but it doesn't have any preservatives. It doesn't have any bad stuff or added sugars or anything like that. It's basically exactly what you need, all your vegetable sources for the day, chopped up into like a fine powder that pretty much tastes good even if you just have it with water. It's pretty awesome. It has, in one scoop, 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfoods blend, and more. That all together to fill the huge nutritional gap in your diet increases energy and focus, aids with digestion, supports a healthy immune system, all without uh, the need to take multiple products or keep, you know, greens frozen in your freezer for every morning when you make a shake if you're like me. So um, there's a reason that I use this every day, and I continue to use it, and I continue to talk about it on this podcast. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, or just normal like me. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't say that, but if you don't have dietary restrictions like me, it still works really good. It contains less than one gram of sugar without compromising on taste. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the winter months and spring months. They're offering my audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and free five free travel, travel packs, which actually works out super convenient. I have these little travel packs at home too. And with your first purchase, you get all that. If you visit my link today, you'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. So whether you're, you're looking for peak performance, better health, covering your bases with Athletic Greens makes investing in your energy, immunity, and gut health every single day simple, tasty, and efficient. Visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Granger and join health experts, athletes, health-conscious go-getters around the world, and little old country singers like me to who make a daily commitment to their health. Again, visit athleticgreens.com slash Granger and get your free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. All right, we're going to get a little bit deeper on this next question. It says, hey, Granger, my name is Jennifer from Kansas. Shout out to Kansas. It says, my question is, with family being divided and picking sides and having toxic family members, besides 
praying, which I do all the time, even for them. Uh, my dad and siblings want nothing to do with me. It's because I love my mom and my mom and I are close and my dad and her divorced when I was three years old and they want nothing to do with her. My siblings are mad that, that they got divorced and they blame my mom, which there's always two sides to every story. They asked me to pick dad or mom and I picked mom. My dad and siblings are never there for me. They don't call or text. I haven't heard from them in five years because I finally cut them out of my life because they would never invite my mom to any of the family things. And this last month, my niece got married and we weren't even invited. I was just wondering how you deal with something like this or if, if it's ever happened to you. On the inside, it's killing me that we all can't get along. Thanks, Granger. I'm sorry if this was all over, your, all over the place. Jennifer. I'm sorry, Jennifer, that you're, you know, you, no one should have to deal with this. And this is so devastating and yet so common with divorce. Um, it's also common that you, you would have been three years old, you know, when this happened and then you deal, you start dealing with the aftermath for decades and decades later. I don't know how old you are. Um, but you're obviously old enough to have a choice in Mm -hmm. who you're going to live with. You want to start or me start? Um, yeah, I can start. Um, I can relate, um, my parents were divorced uh, whenever I was nine. Um, fortunately, uh, there was definitely a division. Um, I think me and my siblings, um, I, I don't know if we necessarily were as divided as, as it sounds like. And there, there wasn't so much a push to like, you pick, you know, pick this or this. Um, it was a really difficult time. And so Jennifer, I, I really understand what you're going through. It's, it's a really tough time. You're young. I'm guessing you're younger, mm-hmm. um, trying to figure out who you are and like figure out life. And then you have all of these kind of, uh, really difficult relationship, emotional things to navigate, um, without a ton of guidance or experience. Uh, uh, I would really hope that your parents, would um be bigger people and and better uh for you uh to to just show that this is how you make peace and this is how in life when people don't see things the way you do or they they hurt you you don't just hurt them back like that doesn't it doesn't accomplish anything it just divides and um so Jennifer I think maybe you have the opportunity to to be that person for them and um, and try to not repay hate with hate, um, but you know try to find these little moments where you can reconcile and you can and and bring people together and unify. Um, as far as you know, practical advice on what to do, like we've said before, without having a dialogue, a direct dialogue with you about. Uh, more details about the situation and who is where. And um, it, it's really hard to give you, hey, you should call this person and, and do this. But um, I think overall, continue to pray. And, you know, um, I feel like from my perspective, I need to always just have a off the bat disclaimer. The Word of God is where I go for everything, for my marriage, for business, for parenting, for in you know uh influencing others for any advice uh my closest friends you have to search the word of god it is um tested and faithful and true and if you if you wait um in his word long enough like you will be guided i fully believe you'll be guided in what you need to do um i know that that's a, a bit broad probably not exactly what you're looking for um but I think that, you know, um, you're praying. So that tells me that you do have, um, you know, some, uh, a form of faith and I would just push into that and, and really, um, try to find ways to be the soft hearted one and not the hard hearted one. Um, even when people are mean to you and they do you wrong, um, it's up to you to 
uh, on how you perceive that. What you meant for evil, God actually meant as good. So you can you can take everything and view it in in that way. And so what you leave them with is, hey, you're the one that's carrying that hate. I'm not carrying that. It's too heavy a burden. You're going to be someone that lives free, and they're going to probably start to say, hey, mom, dad, I don't care. I just want to. I just want to hang out with Jennifer because man, she has just changed in this way, and this way, and this way, and. Um, I don't know. We think. No, I think. Uh, first of all, big, just a big amen to that. It's awesome, awesome word. And this stuff is so much easier to give advice to than it is to live it. So I have to always preface with that. But the the source of your peace, Jennifer, does not hinge upon how your dad and your siblings treat you, because you can't control that, mm. and you can't change their mind. So that has nothing to do with your peace. And so you have to look at it from the perspective of the only thing you can control is you and how you respond to them. Putting you in the situation of picking mom or dad is a terrible, terrible place for any kid, no matter how old, to be in. you got to pick. Who do you want to pick? And make the right decision because (laughs) you know who we hate and you know who we love. That's a terrible thing because you're a product of both of them. And you love your mom. Your your mom and you are close. So don't for don't regret that decision. First of all, don't don't ever hold a grudge to your mom that that now she has forced you to pick or your dad forced. Forget that. You made the right decision because that's what your gut told you to do. And I think I would just go through this, navigate this whole situation, and with trying to give them grace. Talking about your dad and your siblings, just. Just give them grace. It's it's hard to understand what they're going through or how they view this situation and how you might look like a traitor to them. It's hard to understand their point of view, but try to. Try to give them a little grace. And 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 when they throw hate your way or they throw you the cold shoulder, send them a, a, a happy birthday text or phone call or letter. You know, letters are great, like handwritten letters. They, they, they do worlds of difference in relationships mm-hmm. because you could pour your heart out in a handwritten letter and they don't get a chance to respond out of anger. They have to open the letter and read it instead of texting back or, or shouting back in a, in a conversation. They have to read it and absorb it and it de- they have to delay their response back to you. So you could pour your heart out and, and don't blame them. Just tell them that, it pains you to not have them in your life and that no matter what has happened, you're still blood relatives and show them that grace that you actually loved them. And that is, uh, I think that'll, I think that'll matter to them. And if it doesn't, then that's not the end of the world for you. In my opinion on parenting, I always look at it as, a a child shouldn't is not required to have unconditional love for the parents. It's the opposite. The mm. parents are required to if they brought you into this world, they're required to have unconditional love for their kids. But it's not the other way around. They have to earn that back from the kids. And if they're not in their life and they treat them like crap all the time, then you can't you can't just look at your kid and go, "Why don't you love me?" <laughs> you know, that, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So so if they don't if your dad never comes around through this, that's not on you anymore. Yeah. You and and you you can't carry it around as a burden. And I'm so sorry that you have to go through this. And I guarantee you a lot of people listening are are thinking I'm in that same boat. Yeah. I was just thinking that I know there's been some comments and you know, e- folks emailing you about topics that are relevant to, you know, not just about this, this. this I if if everybody out there who happens to be listening to this, takes a minute and starts to think about, you know, some situation that they are in um, or that they have been in where there is some break in relationship. There's some kind of like um, change. That's where conflict comes from. It's, it's, it's a change in relationship that can either be handled with communication and like you're saying, with grace and understanding or it goes to conflict, you know, and then you have to go back to those things in order to restore it. Mm. So 
if you think about in your life, you know, what I, I guarantee you there's some place in there that there is somebody that you work with, that you saw at the store, that you're married to, that you are siblings with and family with, that there's some kind of break. And if you can take what Grizz just said of approaching that with grace um, and and pursuing peace and reconciliation, I feel like this is where the the culture as a whole starts to go back towards unity mm. and not so divided, like families divided, you know, countries divided, people divided. Like, um, I, I 100% agree with you, man. I think that grace and understanding and pursuing peace is the way. You said I finally cut them out of my life because they would never invite my mom to any of the family things. And that's admirable. But at the same time, your mom doesn't need to be protected from them. It's awesome that you're standing up for her, but I don't know if that's the right way to do it because the way for, like Bernie said, the unity, the way to unity is for you to extend that grace to them. Instead of cutting them off, they might not ever reply to you or respond, but you just keep the the communication open. And that's the way to bring your mother back into the conversation because you cutting them off even makes it worse. So your mother doesn't need to be protected. She's a grown woman. She's obviously knows your dad better than most people. She doesn't need to be protected uh, from him in that, in that sense. So I would just keep the communication lines open. Even if you get a no response, make sure that you, you send out a Merry Christmas and a, and a happy birthday and occasionally a handwritten letter. Just, Hey dad, thinking about you. Um, I love you. I know we haven't had the best relationships, but just want to let you know that I think about you a lot. And I think about improving this relationship a lot. And if I, if I have failed as a daughter and I know I have in many ways, I hope that you can forgive me. Like, come on. What, what's, yeah. How could he not just go? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, so. and set the expectation, Jennifer, that this is not an instant fix. There, it, it's not going to be something that happens really quick. Most things that are really impactful and valuable and worth anything take time. So just set your expectation that, hey, this is going to be years. You know, like I said, like when my parents split, there was definitely a break with my dad and I. Uh, and it took many, many, many years for me to finally get to a place where you know, he, he was trying to reconcile with me and just kept coming back. And I was just in a place I didn't understand why he left. I didn't, there was so much, you know, kind of confusion and it took many conversations with him and just grace and humility and diligence and him pursuing and calling me like every day. Hey man, just want you to know I'm proud of you. I love you. Thinking Mm. of you Mm. to where I had to call him one day and finally say, Dad, I'm proud of you as a dad. I I don't know if I've ever accepted what the grace and the the forgiveness that you've been asking of me. Like I've never forgiven you and I've never gotten to that place. But man, you call me like every day, tell me how proud of me that you are. Um you always want to come visit you. You just kept after me even when I was shoving you away. And like you said, eventually like Man, that grace and that kind of love just tears down any other thing mm. and heals that brokenness. So, Jennifer, I hope that that encourages you that it's worth fighting for. It's going to take some time, but lead with grace, like Chris said. Mm. I, th- I think you'll be good. Love it. Uh, let's do another one. This right. says, take her into this is Aaron from Kansas. Shout out to Kansas. Love your podcast and your music and the message you and your family give. Y'all are such an inspiration. Thank you, buddy. He says, my question is, I've always struggled with my weight fluctuating up and down. You're in great shape, and I'm just wondering what your day-to-day regimen looks like uh, when you are, if and when you're on a diet. I know that tour life is a beast in itself, but when able to have a normal balance in your diet, what do you do and eat? And I, I picked this one because I, 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 we've talked a lot about this too, Bernie, and we've kind of taken a journey together through years. And, and Aaron, you're not alone, man. You're not. This is another very common question. People struggle with this. 
Um, they, and there's a lot of misinformation out there on, on health and diets. And I certainly don't want to contribute to more of that misinformation cause I'm not a doctor, but I can, you know, like we're sitting around a campfire talking, I can tell you what I do and what I think, whether you take it to heart and use it as medical advice, don't, don't do that. <laughs> but I figured, you know, Bernie, we could talk through this yeah. with Aaron, um, and I have to say, first of all, I have not, I have not struggled with fluctuating up and down weight. My body has a tendency to go down. My body wants to get skinny. I, that'll change one day, I'm, I'm sure. But my most of my adult life, my body wants to go skinny, and so I have to eat these calories to try to keep bulked up to look like I'm not Skeletor, and. I have to put good calories in there instead of bad ones. So there's, so it is a massive part of my daily life is thinking about this stuff. And I have have friends that are all body types and we all talk about this. Um, And then it's interesting because Bernie and I, we have a very similar approach, but we have different ways of achieving that same approach, which is cool. Why I wanted to bring it up on this podcast. So you remember Bernie, um, probably three or four years ago, we had lunch and you told me about that book. It all starts with food. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that book is so great. Do you remember the author of that? Melissa Hartwig. Hartwig. It all starts Shout with Shout out, food. send me some free stuff. Yeah. That, man, <laughs> um, such a great book. So well researched, mm-hmm. such great information that I still think about. Almost every meal I eat, I mm-hmm. still think about that book in some way. Mm-hmm. I don't follow it to a T. I did for like a year. Mm-hmm. Like the day you told me about it, I mm-hmm. started reading it and boom, I changed everything. And there's, there's so many diets. There's thousands of diets out there. And this book is not another one of them. Mm-hmm. It's not. It just helps you understand more of what food is doing to you and, and how how big a deal it plays in your life, which is why it's called it all starts with food. Basically, whether that's your, your fatigue or your strength or your endurance or your brain, your emotions, your emotions, your, your uh, sleep, your gut, your, your, the cold. I mean, mean, uh, allergies, everything Mm -hmm. starts with food and that's your that's your fuel. So if you think of it like a race car, like when you're running NASCAR and you're in a pit crew, you don't use crappy gasoline. You're going to get the best highest octane whatever they use, jet fuel, I don't know, but but the higher dollar piece of equipment, you know, like a a stealth bomber or whatever that you know an, an F22, the higher dollar the machinery, the higher dollar the fuel they're going to put into it. Mm-hmm. And we almost have to think of it the same way with our bodies because this is the most valuable possession we have is our body because mm-hmm. that's going to get us to the end of the race. And unfortunately, most of the time we don't ever think of it in that terms. We think of meals as getting us, satisfying a hunger and getting us through the day. That's yep. about it. Yep. Fill our bellies and move on. And it's so much more than that. So before you think about um, regimens, activities, um, workout routines, before all that, think about your food. And before you think about the latest trendy diet on Instagram, um, just remember that there's a reason there's such a, that the diet industry is such a massive business mm-hmm. because people keep, they just reinvent the wheel and repackage it and give it a different name. And then they know that people will buy the book and read about it and start. And it's, if it says that you have to do it for a certain amount of time, then don't do it. Because why would you do anything for 30 days or six weeks or 12 months? You knew you need to build a lifestyle out of what you eat and what you do. That's the goal. And that's what changed for me is it's not a 60 day thing. It's not a 90 day thing. It's not like I'm going to eat, I'm going to juice for 90 days and see what it does to me. Like that's something different. That's not a diet. That's more of a, 
a, a mental discipline or something. That's like fasting. That's looked yeah. at it in a different way. But you, you need to build a lifestyle and then you'll be able to better understand why your weight is fluctuating. Because once you strip all the, everything away, you'll be able to look at your weight and go, I gain weight because of this food. This specific food makes me gain weight or makes me tired or makes me not sleep well or makes mm -hmm. me sleep really well, whatever. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, so in my own experience, again, like I'm not a doctor by any stretch of the word. I, um, I used to have, what's this cat's name? Aaron. Aaron, Aaron, I used to have the worst diet imaginable. Like Me too. Every like fast food like place that you would drive past and be like nobody goes there. I was in line at that place. <laughs> Me like, too. Multiple times a day. Yeah. And like somebody would give me like a strawberry and I like gags like this is disgusting. This is when Fruit. we lived in Nashville together. Yeah. This is how both of us lived our uh, lives. Yeah. I was either in a fast food line or I was at home eating something that came out of a box that yep. you had to heat up. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so I, I think one of, you know, one of the points that Grizz is making is just education and understanding. Like I didn't, I didn't know, like I would ask a friend, I want to be healthy. So I would just be like, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to buy a bunch of grapes and I would just eat all the grapes. I'd be like, dude, I'm on my way. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Then I met my wife, my beautiful. Is that what did it? Oh, that is yeah, absolutely okay. what did it. Okay. She, she, uh, kinesiology major. Uh, she understood and she did a lot of research. I mean, she's the one that read, you know, it all starts with food, whole 30. Like she's the one that like influenced me and had me read it and all this stuff. Since still sends me podcasts about, you know, foods, about refined sugar. Like there's a ton of things that she just knew that I didn't know. And as she would like teach me things, it's like, oh, okay, so I can just make this minor adjustment. Don't don't go clean out your pantry tomorrow. Like mm -mm. you're just gonna restock it. Like you're gonna this is kind of a marathon. You're gonna have to make some small adjustments in order for them to be lasting. It's it's all about habits. Um, but I, I think that education is one thing. Um and, and just really understanding what you're putting in your body. Um, I think that, you know, my wife, I, I'm just like incredibly blessed by her. Um, she wasn't like, a, a, you know, she didn't really cook when we first got married. Um, it was like, make sure the smoke detectors are full battery strength when she starts cooking because something is catching on fire. Right. It was not good. Right. I love you, babe. You're the, you're the best. You're best. Now I'm just talking about growth is what I'm talking about. So, but now she has like learned so much and 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 really just accepted so much of it that most of the meals that we have are like whole 30 compliant or natural um and are just really really good so i'm thankful to have that um, i understand not everybody has that so I, I think that um really just starting to um learn as much as you can about food um what it does to your body like grizz is saying and also understanding like your body and your body type, you know, ectomorphs and endomorphs and there's mm -hmm. whatever kind of morphs that your certain foods will affect you differently. Um, understanding your body and, and also understanding that God made you a certain way. And there, there comes a time that we just kind of have to love ourselves and yep. who we are and the way we are in this moment it doesn't mean that we're just going to, okay, well, I got, I'm just going to love myself the way I am and not try to improve. It's like, right. no, there's, there's certain things uh, about living a healthy lifestyle, like Grizz is saying, that we need to pursue. Um, it is one of our greatest investments we can make is like what we consume. Um, but don't let the world tell you uh, that you're not beautiful, that you're not um, uniquely made the way that you are. And don't try to fit into what somebody else wants you to look like because you're, you're probably not going to get there or you're going to like stress yourself out tremendously trying to get there. Um, I think that uh, like the last question, this is probably a longer journey. Um, if you can kind of push yourself and have diligence 
and do what Granger's talking about. Like, I, I think that you will get there and, and move to a, a healthier lifestyle, not just a healthier body image, but a healthier lifestyle. Um, you'll have more energy. You'll be able to think more clearly. You'll sleep better. Um, it does. Those things are products, but they don't happen overnight. And there's no like, hey, just do this. And 30 days later, you look like Grizz. That, I've tried that. It doesn't work. <laughs> let, me, let me see if I could say so – we have a couple minutes left. Let me see if I could – if I can give you just the, the starting points. First, first and foremost, I would say, watch your sugars. Watch your sugars. Yep. There's been studies with rats that they actually addict the rats to cocaine. And every time a rat is addicted to cocaine and he's put in a cage, he will choose the sugar over the cocaine. That cannot be overstated and and the addiction we have and what that's doing to your body so pay attention to those kind of sugars and what you're adding to your diet sugar wise secondly pay attention to how late you're eating i would give yourself a three to four hour window before you go to bed of no eating Mm -hmm. just digestion that's so important to eat dinner and stop eating at six o'clock and before you go to bed at 10 or whatever time and third if your mom's cooking a big home-cooked meal, eat it. Don't pass it up. That's right. If yeah. your mom's making fried chicken and mashed potatoes and that's her specialty and you're going over to her house on Friday, eat it every time. That's important. Yep. And uh, we can get way more into this. We're a little bit out of time, but um, uh, we could talk. I don't think you really asked about exercising. So you go out and walk for a mile or two every day. That's enough. Don't think that you got to do some crazy P90X routine that starts with food. Start there. Start in the kitchen. Yep. Pay attention to that first. And it's not that hard. It's not that big of a discipline because the crazy thing is, is as it all starts with food, the book says, once you stop training yourself to eat that way, then you, your palate changes and mm-hmm. you actually start craving the whole good food, food, the yep. good food. You start craving it and you start being repulsed by the other stuff. And I'm not perfect. I still, I still have my cravings and I still fall short uh, as in anything, but it's just, it's, it's good to have that mentality, train your mind um, and, and you'll be better for it. And that's all we got. That's all we got. Hey, share this video with your friends. My boy, Grizz. Thanks for having me, dude. Love you, bro. Yep. See you guys. Yee yee. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee yee.